Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisong, coming at you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. As always, and join with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Dustin, out of Boise, Idaho. Dustin, how are we feeling on a beautiful Wednesday night? I'm good, Allie. Feeling good? My college football team, Boise State, won. There you go. It was a winning weekend. Um... I'm doing good. Life's good. I can't complain. My Browns are two and one. They're doing what they got to do. Hey, life could be worse. Life could be worse right now. A lot worse. A lot hey, we're still in September. We, we're still kind of enjoying that that nice weather. Uh, I mean, I won't speak for you, Dustin. I don't know what it's like out there in, in Idaho, but here in South Carolina, it's still nice. It's a nice fall weather. Uh, I was able to go to the Coastal Carolina game this past weekend. That was a lot I of fun. I saw, I saw that. Yeah, my, my neighbor actually has season tickets and he stopped by and he was like, hey, I can't go to the game. You want to go? I was like, yeah, I'll take those off your hands. I'll gladly. Well, they're ranked, right? Isn't they're very good. They're a very good football team. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm of the belief that they would beat a lot of high-powered football teams uh, in the right. nation right now. They're very, very good. Uh, so, yeah, there, I got to see that there, on Saturday. Is their field a different color? It yeah, like it's, a- it's like a teal. It's not quite okay. as blue as Boise State, but it's a, a nice teal. So, yeah. So, I was looking through that. So, I think we had this story earlier. Anybody that wants to get a colored field has to go through Boise State and get approval. And that, and Coastal Carolina was on that list of schools or high school. I mean, even high schools have to. It's crazy, crazy rule. Yeah, that's, that's, that is crazy. I did not know that. <laughs> well, they trademarked it. They trademarked colored, colored fields. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're going to do it, I guess do it right. Go big or go home. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got a lot coming at you tonight. We're going to break down, briefly break down the win over the Chicago Bears. Uh, we also encourage you guys to check us out for our post-game shows. We do that every Sunday uh, at about 7 p.m. Eastern, depending on what time the Browns play. We'll do a post-game show where we do a full breakdown of the game that was just played. Uh, so we did a full breakdown on Sunday. We encourage you to go check that out. We'll briefly touch on the game, go over some of the yeah. stats and what happened. For the people that couldn't join us Sunday. Exactly. We're still going to talk about it. still still who we are and what we do. We're going to look ahead to the Vikings, of course, give you our keys to a victory, who they are, kind of go behind enemy lines and figure out who, who they are, who we're up against, give you our keys to a victory. Of course, you're going to get some bold predictions. Of course, you're going to get some score predictions. And we're going to have a little fun on the program tonight as well and give you our way, way too early uh, superlatives as it uh, pertains to the National Football League. We'll give you a rookie of the year. Defense Allie's ready to drill me, guys. Just get ready. Allie's ready to drill me. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's, it's true. Let's be honest. I see it in the comments. I get it. I, <laughs> no, I'll, no, I'll, no. It's all I'll fun. take it. It's all I'll fun. It. Uh, before yeah. we kick it off tonight, we want to encourage you to check out our friends over at Stadium Mustard. They got the iconic brand, the iconic Cleveland taste. So if you don't have this in your kitchen as we approach this season, you're doing it wrong. Make sure you head to your local grocery store in Northeast Ohio uh, and get you some Stadium Mustard. Best in the business. Um, all right, Dustin, let's kick it off here. Okay. Uh, let's just kind of recap. Actually, before we, we do get into that, uh, I want to take a moment. Don't know if you had seen this, but a longtime Cleveland journalist and reporter, uh, Matt Lodi, passed away today after a long battle uh, with cancer. So our condolences to his family, right. uh, a, a massive loss in the, in the Cleveland media community. Uh, so yep. our thoughts and prayers go out to the Lodi family. Um, 
with that, we'll transition here uh, to the the breakdown of the Bears game. Uh, the Browns come away, Dustin, with a 26-6 victory over the Chicago Bears and a dominant performance from the defense. Miles Garrett with four and a half sacks, uh, single game sack record for Miles Garrett, which is a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. We love to see that. Uh, pretty standout performance from the defense. Pretty stout performance, of course, from the offense. Not Baker Mayfield's best day, but Kareem Hunt, he showed up. Nick Chubb had some nice carries as well. Odell Beckham Jr.'s first game back off of that ACL injury a year ago. Uh, five receptions for 77 yards. So all around a pretty dominant performance from the Cleveland Browns. Dustin, what were your thoughts coming out of that game? Out of that game, I think the Cleveland Browns defense kind of righted themselves a little yeah. bit. I think they kind of found their own. The rookies uh, kind of gelled a little bit more in that game. But more importantly, we talked weeks ago and people were ready to light the fire on Joe Woods, right? Guy, Joe Woods is holding us back. Joe Woods is holding the Cleveland Browns defense. Like, like this is what Cleveland Browns fans do, right? Like, they don't know how bad it used to be. Um, but what impressed me was that defense was so dominant in that football. Allie, you may not know the stat that I'm about to throw at you. That game alone basically springboard the Browns to they are now the third ranked defense in the entire national football league after that win against the bears. So within itself, that just goes to show you how dominant our defense can be in a football game and what that did for the overall defense average for the year. We talked, they could be a top five, top 10 defense. Well, they clearly are now they're number three. Well, Dustin, if they play like that, they're an untouchable type of, if they play like that consistently. Yeah, and Carolina and, and Denver are only ahead of us in that category. I mean, you know, they play well. Um, I take this away. Baker's very honest these days when it comes to interviews. He said that front for the defensive line for the Bears are really good and they're nasty. And and I think they did what we do on defense ourselves, right? So, and I think he just had to adjust, make plays where he could based on what the defense was throwing to him. Again. What is he doing? He's growing up every single game, getting better, making himself better, owning his mistakes. So I took that game away from the Bears gave us all they wanted to give us, right? As much talent as they have. And we still knocked them out. Like, to me, that's what I took away from that game was it was a pretty kind of slug mass for, for half of the football. And then we kind of, kind of, you know, got, you know, got our sea legs about us. But um, this defense, this defense, if they can stay special, can be, uh, if they can stay healthy, can be very special is what I took away from this game. Like, wow, this is really what the Browns could do from a blueprint standpoint if they stay healthy. So that was my biggest takeaway from that football. I I, I completely agree with you. Um, first and foremost, giving credit where it's due, that, that Bears defense is very, very, very good. They've got Khalil Mack, of course, the stud. Uh, the stud outside linebacker defensive end. Um, Roquan Smith had a very, very good game. My thought really coming out of that game, Dustin, was more or less, you know, was it so much that our uh, offensive line wasn't playing so well, or was it more that their defense was just incredibly stout? And I think it was really a mixture of those two things. Our offensive line didn't play their best game. I mean, just point blank, they didn't, Um, which attributed to Baker Mayfield not having his best game. Also, he's got that shoulder situation going on. It's not necessarily an injury, if you if you will, but had a little right. bit of a shoulder situation from that, right. that last game against the Texans. 
as well as uh, Nick Chubb not being able to really just get it going. But that was the Bears' prerogative. Hey, we're going to stop Nick Chubb. We're going to limit uh, Baker Mayfield, and they did just that. Mm-hmm. But, oh, by the way, we've got Kareem Hunt. He can step up uh, and, and fill those Nick, you know, fill those shoes, and he did just that. Um, but, you know, also, Dustin, I think it was it was a game for our defense to show up, and they did just that. They made the statement. Joe Woods kind of silenced the haters right now. You don't hear a bunch of those people. Uh, it's like crickets out there. It's like it really crickets. is. It, it, went from a, it went from a megaphone to crickets. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nine total sacks um, on the day from the Cleveland defense. Jeremiah Usukoromoa, he stepped up in a big way. He played some significant reps. He looked really good out there. That one play comes to mind where he just got – he just demolished Justin Fields. And by the way, yes. that wasn't that wasn't a design blitz. That was just him – being an intelligent football player and take having his instinct take him to the football and making a big time play in a big time moment uh, miles garrett yeah. as we know four and a half sacks which was just wonderful we love to see that uh, again they limited the bears to just six first downs from 47 yards of offense justin fields going six of 20 68 yards with a 30 percent completion completion percentage and a 41.3 passer rating so well, and in 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 lieu of all this let's point out also that Miles Garrett's the defensive player of the week in the yes. National Football League, right? I mean, that's a big get. He's only done it once in his career previously, if I'm correct on that. Um, and people, the Browns have been around 75 years. <laughs> that's a long time. I have a lot of great players. And he broke the single game sack total of all time. I mean, that should like stand out as like, whoa, you know, that's a big deal to me. Like to me, like when you, like when you can do that, like doing something on a, I don't care who you're playing, but I mean, that's probably the two things that he was able to get defensive player of the week this week was special. Um, and the chance that we're like, you know, miles, Garrett. I love that. Right. The whole state. I love it. So, um, and the fact that he said he wants to be a Brown for life. I, you know, I don't ever want to live, leave here. And these fans have been here for, with me for day one. So, um, hats off to him. I mean, he's just, he's a class act. No, he really is. We love him. Glad he's a Cleveland Brown, and hopefully he's a, a Cleveland Brown for the remainder of his, of his career. Also, Jeremiah Usukoramoa coming in as PFF's uh, Rookie of the Week, also another high honor. I think he was actually the highest-graded defensive player in the National Football League, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, which is Ooh, that's big time. That's big time. So that is time. you have, you have two awards going to miles Garrett and JOK, which is really cool. Uh, speaking of the offense real quick, we mentioned Kareem hunt. I'm of the belief that he played his best game uh, as a Cleveland Brown against the Chicago bears with 155 yards. Nick Chubb goes for 84 on the ground. Browns really just control the time of possession. And in my eyes, they did control the line of scrimmage throughout the most of that football game. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I just say it was like 39 to 19 or it was like some crazy number. Like, I mean, it was like two to one on the time of possession. And yeah. we know what happens to football teams typically when that's like, it's not, it doesn't bode well. No, it really doesn't. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's back. He goes uh, five receptions for 77 yards. So, you know, I, I was on a, a, the Robinson show and um, Ed mm-hmm. Robinson, the podcast host, he asked me like, hey, what do you think about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming back and what kind of role can he play over the course of the next few weeks? And I said, while this was his first week coming back, you need to understand that he's coming back off of an injury. He's not quite just going to go out and be 150%. 
Um, he's going to have to work his way back, whether that is fatigue or, you know, just physical limitations, which I don't quite think is that. I think it was more fatigue than it is anything. It was getting his sea legs, if you will. Um, but he's also filling a role right now. Uh, Jarvis Landry's out. So he's got to step up and in, into that leadership role as well on and off the field. But also, you mentioned it last week, Dustin, on the postgame show. Odell Beckham Jr. running a couple more slant routes or working the middle yes. of the field more often than we saw last year. Um, yeah. So he was basically like he almost took that role of Landry. He did a little bit, him. a little bit. I won't say he completely stepped up and no. did what Jarvis Landry does because they're two different type of players and they use them completely different in this offense. But I right. do think that um, we will see his role shift as we progress over the course of the next few weeks. Um, but I do expect him to have a pretty darn good game against the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll get to that here in the second segment, but really happy that he's back. Um, it's just great to have him. Uh, and last, before we wrap up on the Bears, we can't, we can't finish without talking about uh, the kicking game, which was standout. Uh, best game that I've seen by a kicker, you know, in recent memory. Um, probably since, probably since Phil Dawson. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, well, okay, I don't want to go that far. It's only week three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying the best performance in a game. Like okay, a, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so he yeah. goes four for four, uh, one from 28, one from 41, one from 52, and one from 57. So in that 57-yarder, it was just made That's it a, over, just made it over. So really yeah. nice that we didn't really have to worry about the kicking situation. It looked good, and he was, he was just – he was on it. It wasn't a doink. It wasn't a doink. <laughs> no, it was not a doink. So overall, Dustin, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was just a slugfest. It was two good football teams, um, two defensive-driven. I would say uh, two good, 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 two good defensive teams. Because I mean, obviously the yeah, but I think this was just a good defensive game. Like even for the Browns offensively, sure, Kareem Hunt had uh, some nice runs. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a couple nice catches. Like there were some cool offensive plays, but this was just all out a defensive performance by both teams. Yeah. Well, and here's the truth. We're going to need that defense down the stretch. If we're going to make a playoff run, if we're going to be that team, you're going to need those kind of outs on defense when you're in the playoffs or some of those divisional games where they're close against the Ravens or whoever, right? I mean, you're going to need those kind of defensive games to step up because, you know, we play in a division that has really good defenses for the most part, right? So it's like you're going to get into some of those slugfests in our own division and those wins count big time when it comes to winning the division so I think uh, yeah overall that was kind of my takeaway is like I, I'm happy to see where this is going I just you know like we always say stay healthy I mean that's going to be the biggest that's thing. it yeah and, you know we, and we'll get into this some of the injuries that you know the Browns are having this week they're having to do a little substitute in this week already so no, you're right. Um, let's get into that. But before we do, I want to encourage you to go check out our friends over at Cleveland Ketchup. Uh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to try this yet, Dustin, but it's uh, yes. garlic and dill flavor. Uh, it is fantastic. And you busted that out for your Sunday ritual. I did. I did on fries Sunday. And wings, right? Yep, fries and yeah. wings. And I was like, you know what? This is a good day for me to bust open my Cleveland Ketchup new flavor garlic <laughs> and dill. And uh, I will say it was a hit in my household, even though it was just me eating it. It was a hit for me. I loved it. It's awesome. They've got wonderful flavors, bacon and bourbon. They're classic. They've got ghost pepper, which will get you. So be ready for that one. Um, but Cleveland ketchup, they are throw out your big name brands and get you some Cleveland ketchup. Well, and I think you saw this, Allie, the video of Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Cribs. Yeah. Bottle. And doing like a single fry at a time. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, and like Josh is back there giving commentary. Like, 
hey, you're going to use the bottle on one single fry at a time with the bottle. <laughs> yep. Yep. Give awesome. me a straw. I'll just drink this. I'll just drink this tonight on the on the show. Drink some ketchup for everybody to see. Um, you mentioned it, Dustin. Just some injuries. We know Jarvis is out uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, also, Chris Hubbard is back, which is some good news it's on that happened. offensive line. Yeah. As we know, Jedrick Wills hasn't exactly been quite himself uh, with that ankle injury. He came out uh, the past couple of weeks. Blake Hant stepping up in a big way to play in the left tackle role. But I think you feel really good with Chris Hubbard coming back. Um, you know, Blake Hantz is more of an interior offensive lineman. That's really his specialty. Uh, Chris Hubbard, he's he's a tackle. He can do it. He's done it. He's a veteran, um, and he's done it at a high level. Sione Takitaki back, which is also some big news for that linebacking core. Uh, and um, unfortunately, as we know, um, Greg Newsom is out this game with that calf injury. And so he's week to I, week. They are not putting him on IR at this point. Go ahead. Right, and I've been told that uh, Greedy will fill in the role of him that week. So, and, and, and here's the truth. I don't think, I don't think we lose a lot. I think we stay kind of, I think. Well, I've, Greg's been playing very well. And quite yeah. frankly, I think he's been the most consistent uh, cornerback on the roster so far this season. He's, he's been playing yeah. phenomenal football. So yeah. I, I, I would push back on the notion that you're not losing a ton just because he's playing at an elite level right now. Right. But this is a great opportunity for Greedy Williams to step up and prove his worth because we know it's there. It's not a question of talent. It's just been a question of injury. So if him and Denzel can show up in a big way against Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and some of these big-time offensive playmakers for the Minnesota Vikings, you know, it's going to be a good test for them. Well, you know what, Allie? It's interesting. Like, the rookies on defense so far have done that, right? They really have. You're right. When they've asked to step up into that role, they've taken advantage of that and shown, like, to your point with JOK, like, hey, I I, I, I deserve to be here kind of thing. So I like that. So I, I feel very confident. Um, I know we're in a little bit of disagreement. I don't think we're going to lose a lot. Now, our post game, when you're going to be like, hey, did Greedy get on that? Like, you know, then you can, you can well, snap. Yeah, I won't do that. I might, but, but I won't. Do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, one thing we didn't talk about in the past was depth, you know, like, you know, we didn't have depth on defense, right? It was like, we're, we're bodies to put in that, in that role. So at least knock on wood, we have some people that we can at least interchange and not lose a ton, like a huge drop. Well, it's not a big gap. I, I, I agree with that. It's not a big gap. You, you <laughs> don't get me wrong. Greedy Williams, uh, Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, they are beyond capable um, it's just for greedy. It's a matter of, Hey, step up and, and prove yourself. You know, it's not a lack of talent. Right. You've got all that. Um, but he just hasn't had a ton of play time. Uh, right. So just so coming just, back off of an injury for him. And uh, no. this will be a good game for him to step up and show, show the world. Hey, greedy Williams is back. So be greedy, be a ball hog, yep. play great defense, do what you do best, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of the status right now. JC Treader didn't practice today, but I don't think that's anything to worry about. That's kind of just, Honestly, at this point, kind of becoming a weekly thing where, you know, he does take a day off and that's probably for the best. That way he is ready to go on Sundays, uh, but nothing mm -hmm. to worry about there. Uh, Greg, Greg right. is week to week. So really nothing to panic about. Uh, it's really, uh, really a good thing that we're getting Chris Hubbard back and see any talkie talkie. That's probably the highlight in terms of the injury front. Um, am I missing anything there, Dustin? No, I think that was, you uh, covered. Oh, uh, I right. can't think of any uh, person in particular you didn't cover there. Okay, cool. Uh, we talk about JOK. He's the PFF Rookie of the Week. Miles Garrett, yep. the Defensive Player of the Week. Um, how about this? Richard Sherman to Tampa Bay. Any shock there? I don't know. It just it cracks me up. These guys go to these teams where, 
Like, you know, he was a Niner. He was a Seahawk. <laughs> now he's a Buck. So, the, you know, I don't know if it helps, to be honest with you. I mean, how old is he? Like 35? I mean, he's... I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, he's been in the he's league a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's up there. Um, and, you know, let's let's move on to Kansas City signing Josh Gordon. How interesting is that? Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't know. I don't know. The Browns take a chance on Kareem Hunt, who had an off-field issue from the Kansas City. Now, this is entirely different. It, this right. is uh, much, much, much different. But we take a chance on them. It's exciting for us. They take a chance on one of our former guys, and we're all kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's going there. But, hey, my mentality is I'm I'm in no position to – to judge in any way, shape, or form. And I just hope that he can get it right. And I, I hope it works out for his sake. Well, and you know what I thought about when I saw both those signings, Allie? I went like this. It actually should be the opposite for both of those. Because right now, the problem for the Kansas City Chiefs is not their offense. It is clearly their defense. Yeah. But it's running all over them, right? So Sherman going to Kansas City kind of makes sense. You bring a veteran leader in there to kind of kind of get the tide going oh and by the way tom brady you played with josh gordon you kind of know what he's made of like it kind of was like why well, you're right that you got a point there yeah, yeah i was like that. i was like well, you know once you give brady the guy that's probably not in the league for you know he said he is going to play till 50 but, i think it's uh, possible too <laughs> <laughs> right but i'm just saying like he knows Josh Gordon. Why don't you give the Tampa Bay Bucks an extra offensive weapon to make them even more deadly, right? Like I'm like, I was like, I was like, that would make sense. And I think Tom Brady would actually take him with open arms because he had him there for He's done that. He's done that yeah. last last season with Antonio Brown. You're right. That probably would have made sense. But hey, you know what? I'm just I'm glad it's hey, we're not really, uh, we're not GMs, Allie. We're not. No, we're, we, we don't have to worry about it. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about it. We're, uh, we're going to get into our way too early. <laughs> Uh, awards as pertains to the National Football League. But before we do, we want to introduce you guys to a new sponsor of the program. It's kind of difficult to see, but I've got uh, a, a cup here. It's got the outline of Ohio, for those of you who are listening in. Um, Rough Around the Etches, they do amazing custom work. I have this. It's got the outline of the state of Ohio, but I also have a nice mug that says Cleveland Girl um, or Browns Girl or something like that that I have in the dishwasher right now because I drank my coffee out of, of, of it this morning. Wow. But they, they make great items, custom items. And if you're really thinking, hey, what should I get my family and friends this holiday season? Go check them out at Rough Around the Etches. They are – my dad actually – he he told I just said me – I was well, like, my dad, dad called me and he said, Hey, I called uh, Rough Around the Etches and uh, they're going to make me something. I'm like, You called him? He's like, Yeah, she's awesome. She's so nice. So, not only do they have great product, but they've got great customer service. Uh, so, go check them out this holiday season, Rough Around the Etches. I was about to say they even have the dad high song uh, approval since they he. Do. They do. Troy high song. So is, are, is he having a new thing made? Or yeah, the one yeah he's getting something else. Thing. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so go check that out. Rough around the edges. Um, all right, Dustin, let's get into a little bit of fun before we break down and look ahead to the Minnesota Vikings. Let's get into some superlatives here. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna let's get started uh, with MVP. Um, these are way too early, so I will not be holding you to anything that you say or I say because we're only it's only week three, going into week four. You know, it's it's yeah. It's so early in the season, but uh, I like to do these kind of at this point in the season, halfway, and then, of course, towards mm -hmm. the end. 
Uh, so right now it's up in the air for any of these, but I'll turn it over to you for MVP. So this is for the entire league MVP. Yes, of course. Um, man, you know, I would say you could put you could put Justin Herbert up there. Mm-hmm. I have him on my list. I mean, you know, I'm looking at a quarterback that could just really take off from here. Mm-hmm. Got some quality wins under his belt already. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would probably put Herbert up there. I mean, if I had to look at somebody that would stand out, because usually, for whatever reason, the MVPs are usually offensive players for whatever. And it, that's how they typically do it, unless you have a defensive player that just is, you know, lights out kind of guy, like just dominates. But I would put Herbert. That's kind of, that's probably the person I would go with. I have him on my list. I was really thinking of going in that direction, um, but I actually have, uh, I gave the nod to Matthew Stafford. I think he is oh. playing like those two Los Angeles quarterbacks right now are just playing incredible football. Justin Herbert with some, with a big time win over the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, Matthew Stafford is playing very, very well in this new offense and this new team uh, under Sean McVay. His statistically, he's playing great. They've got some great weapons. Um, I'm going to give mm-hmm. the nod to him right now, as it as it stands right here right now. Yeah. Um, but I think either of those two guys could walk away with it. Yeah, and the reason I kind of tilted it to someone like Herbert, you know, here's a guy, second year guy in the league, right? Very new, uh, could t- could potentially have went into a sophomore slump. That kind of happens, right? He had tape players, but here's a guy that goes into. Arrowhead, where a team hasn't won in I think two or three years in September, yeah, and beat since Patrick Mahomes has been there. Yeah, so I mean, like that's that's a huge undertaking, right, for any team or any quarterback. So um, I hate to say that because we play them in a couple of weeks, and I'm well, not he's good. They've got a good team right now. Yeah, and so, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I went with my pick. But I could I could totally go with your pick too because yeah, I, like, I I think it's a toss up for the both of them and, right now. And I, other than you know uh again someone like Stafford that can beat you know the world champion like Tom Brady in his house again see you know you got the I mean, that makes sense where you came with yours as well because it's kind of like two heavyweights they kind of took out two heavyweights right like so but yeah I agree we shall see as the season goes on rookie of the year I I've got a couple of guys written down here um and I'm going to stick to my my preseason pick on this one even though he has not been playing particularly well um I'm going to give it to Kyle Pitts and I know that that Matt Ryan and that offense down there in Atlanta just have not been using him in the way that it's probably mm-hmm. intended, but I think he just brings so much talent and versatility to the field. Once they figure out how they can use him in Atlanta, um, I, I think it's I, I, put, I put him in over any of the quarterbacks because he's he's just got so much of a higher ceiling. Uh, mm-hmm. but I just don't think Atlanta knows how to use them or use him right now. Uh, so I yeah. went with Kyle Pitts here, but there was a couple other guys. I'm like, oh, I could toss it up here, but I'm still going to stick to my guns and go Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And I'm going to stay within the division here on this uh-huh. one with Jamar Chase over in Cincinnati. That was my other guy. Um, yeah. You know, we sat at the NFL draft alley in April and go, ah, why are they not taking an offensive lineman here? Right. Well, he souls on the board. What are you right. doing? Right. And it's like, but now, I mean, you know, that offensive line is giving Joe Burrows a little time and he's making some big plays with Jamar and he's kind of lining up these first three weeks. And I, I don't look forward to playing the Cincinnati Bengals. They're tied for first place right now. Like, yep. I don't know. That game. Um, so that's who I'm going to go with. I mean, that's kind of who stood out to me because, I, you know, we always have our TVs on when I'm watching the Browns games. We have all the division games on, too. So 
I'm kind of like, damn, look at that play he just I made. Know. And especially after, you know, this preseason, he struggled a lot with the drops. He could just couldn't get it figured right. out. Everybody was like, okay, is this guy a complete bust? Uh, but he's just turned it on. And, you know, as soon as the lights came on, yeah, his lights came on. He reunited with uh, his quarterback in Joe Burrow from LSU, and they look pretty darn good right now. So yep. I definitely could see that happening. Uh, defensive player of the year, Dustin, who you have here? Well, and this isn't even a homer pick. I'm telling you. Miles Garrett, I think we're going to see, could be, you know, knock on wood, could put together something pretty damn special over the next, you know, 14 games. Um, you know, to get the four and a half sacks, you know, and and what did they say? If, if he if he trended now going forward, he'd have 21 sacks on the year or some, or no, it was a crazy number, right? I mean, we, we don't know that, but I mean, he, you know, you brought it up. He could be on pace to break the all-time. Yeah. Uh, all-time sacks in a season like I mean you know you get some games with multiple sacks and all of a sudden you get four and three and two and you're only five games in the season you got 10 or 12 sacks well now you're cooking right so pretty darn good uh, ain't a homer pick I think Miles Garrett with the addition of Clowney really is going to benefit Miles Garrett and I saw a play alley where he went right into kind of the the meat of the offensive line of the oh, Cowboys. Yeah, that, that little juke thing Cowboys. that he had. Well, well, this like three grown, huge offensive linemen for the Bears. And he comes in, he does one of these, and he's basically sliding through 900 pounds of men, probably, <laughs> still getting his hand on Justin Fields. I'm like, the guy is something out of a matrix. Like, I'm like, he's <laughs> like a human out there. And I was like, I, and I don't remember that in the game, but I was like, that's crazy to me like right like he's like no i'm still gonna get him like watch out here i come like i'm like that's insane to me so um hey i've got i've got miles here or you know i've got miles here written in marker here as well no (laughs) explanation needed off of what you just said i think this is a, a pretty clear pick um as the national football league currently stands right all right defensive rookie of the year who are you going with on this one you know um I don't really know. I have not really looked into the defensive players of the year much. So that's one where, you know, give, throw some names at me, Allie, and I'll probably tell you based on some of the games I've watched. Okay, I'll throw two at you. Okay. Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa and Greg Newsom. Oh, so we're staying right <laughs> No, you don't have to, but those are two standout oh. players right now. A couple, uh, J.C. Horn was playing phenomenal football prior to his injury. Um, Patrick Sertan. Uh, he's he's yeah. been playing lights out. Micah Parsons down there in Dallas. He's been playing pretty yeah. darn good um, as he kind of builds into his role as well. Uh, but but uh, not even a homer pick right now. But Jeremiah yeah. Usukoromoa, that's who I have right here. I would say JOK too. And the reason rookie of the week. And not only that, he was the highest graded defensive player in the National Football League against the Chicago Bears, who, by the way, are a pretty darn good team, even though they didn't have the best yeah. performance last week. Well, and I think. With JOK, you know, we don't know how Newsom's injury is going to be, but JOK, what I like about JOK is we haven't seen the ceiling on him yet, right? That's why I think he could end up being maybe a defensive player, you know, or rookie of the year, because I think we haven't seen the best from him and he's been getting better every game. And to our point, we sat there and said, you know, he easily could have been a first round pick this year, easily top 15. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then the Browns, you know, go up and slide up into that second round and grab him. 
he could end up being like the steal of the draft, you know, where he got taken versus on his play. So I could go, I could be all in on JOK just because I don't think the ceiling is is there yet. Well, right now I think it's between him and Micah Parsons, if I'm being perfectly clear as it, you know, or transparent as it stands right now. uh, I think those two are probably battling, but right now I'm going to give the nod to JOK. Uh, And last but not least, before we wrap up, uh, coach of the year, who who are you going with on this one? You know, I'm not a big fan of this football team. I'm a kind of big fan of this guy in general, but I think John Gruden could get coach of the year, man. Like the way he's got the Raiders playing right now and the way he's got car uh, dialed in um, and they're three and oh, in a really, really tough division. Like um, I think the Raiders are going to be a tough out the rest of the year. And I think um, he could be on that short list of, of coach of the year that's my i'd say john gruden right now i i don't think that's a bad pick they're playing really good football um i i wrote in here brandon staley the the rookie head coach uh for the chargers they're they're playing in that sure. same division they're playing really good football right now right um both teams have a very good roster uh the chargers specifically they've got mike williams there on offense austin eckler uh, justin herbert's Herbert's playing exceptional football right now. That defense uh, with German or uh, Derwin James, excuse me, and Joey Bosa right now are just, they're explosive. I, I like watching that football team. They, they kind of not offensively by any means, but just kind of the uh, mystique around them. They kind of remind me a little bit of the Cleveland Browns. They're such a young team. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. They've got a young head coach that's kind of changing the culture there. It's just fun to watch kind of that, that underdog uh, type of team start to really play good football yeah i agree with that yeah all right so we'll see we'll see how the rest of the league plays well let, you know let's talk about it. i feel like the browns have a little bit of a murder row the next three weeks when yeah, it comes yeah. to football opponents but <laughs> yeah. no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right uh, all right let's get into uh the preview into the minnesota vikings before we do so if you're wondering, hey, what in the world should I have for dinner? The answer to that is Angelo's Pizza. Head on over to Lakewood. Um, I actually just watched Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports do his One Bite Everybody Knows the Rules review on Angelo's Pizza, and he did pretty darn good. He walked away with two pizzas. Um, truly, it is some of the best pizza that I've ever had, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, head on over to Lakewood. Get yourself some Angelo's Pizza for at some point this week for dinner, and you will not regret it. All right, Dustin. Let's get into this preview. Uh, We are going to kind of go behind enemy lines and dissect exactly who they are, how we can beat them, give our bold predictions, give our score predictions. So if you are listening to this live stream right now, please drop a comment um, on how you think the Browns can win on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. It's the return of Kevin Stefanski to Minnesota. He advised that this is a business trip. I am here for business. I am not here to see any friends. (laughs) And that's what I like to hear out of Kevin Stefanski, but I don't really expect anything differently. It's, you know, it's kind of funny. He's kind of like all business about that anyway. He's like, hey, get out of the muni lot, get in your seats. When the clock hits, you know, 15 minutes and we're ready to go at uh, one o'clock kickoff, you better be in your seats. And you know what's funny? Like I saw this meme, like all these other things that people will ignore. And I'm like, Kevin Stefanski, tell us to be in our seats at one o'clock. We'll do that. But we'll do all these. We won't do all these other things. Like whatever coach says, we'll do. Like, like we will do what Kevin tells us to do. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kevin Stefanski is the only person in the history of the world to be able to get Cleveland Browns fans out of the Muni lot and in, into their seats on game day. That's a 
in a long that's time. A, yeah, that's a big, that's not an easy task. I don't know if you know this, they like to, they like, you know, have a good time out there in those lots. <laughs> but no, like, it's funny, like, he knows a lot about that organization. He was there for 14 years, Allie. So it's not like that's going to be any surprise. The only organization he is with prior to coming to Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to, it ain't going to be a surprise, but I tell you, um, I, I think it'll be a little weird for him in this sense. I'm sure. and, um, I think it'll be the same weirdness it is for Tom Brady going to, to Gillette Field, right? He's going to walk out of the visitor's locker room for the first time in his life at that stadium. That's going to be a very weird feeling. Right. Same thing for Stefanski. He's walked onto that field many years. It's going to hit him when he gets there and be like, I'm coming out of the visitor's locker room. But he's so level-headed. Like, I don't think he'll let the emotions get to him at all. Like, like, and in fact, I think this game could get a little ugly, maybe, because he does know that team so well. Here's my thought before we dive into the, the breakdown here. Uh, Mike Zimmer, who I threw on the list of being on the possible hot seat uh, this preseason, he, he's a defensive-minded guy, but they are offensively right now. They're an explosive team. Kirk Cousins is playing the best of his career at this point. We're going to get into that here in a moment, but it's it's just kind of flipped the script. Um, I, I was listening to an interview from a uh, Vikings reporter, and, and she said it was really interesting to kind of see once Kevin Stefanski got there and he was the offensive uh, play caller, that 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 kind of mentality of them being so defensively driven shifted to the offense. And we're seeing that. Right. So, one thing to because, keep in mind, especially uh, with all their with skilled positions they have on. Right, right. One thing to keep in mind as we go into this game is you're, the the Minnesota Vikings are a lot like the Cleveland Browns right now. They've got a dominant uh, running game. They they've got a good quarterback who's playing statistically the best of his career right now. Um, they've got Adam Thielen. They've got Justin Jefferson, who's two two elite uh, receivers. They've got a darn good defense. Daniel Hunter's playing pretty good right now. Um, they've got a good team now the knock on them and the knock on Kirk Cousins up until this point was they don't do it in the big moments they they don't win when they need to um but right. so far this September they've played some pretty darn good football teams uh Cincinnati beat them uh Arizona beat them but they did just beat Seattle at home which is no easy feat um but we talk about them having an explosive offense they can get down the well, field with no issue well and no team wants to go one and three so they're right. gonna play they're gonna be fired up no, I mean, they're going to be fired up because they want to try to get back to 500. Um, that's why I also saw like that Houston Texan game for the Browns, like must win, right? You don't go 0-2 to start the season. Win the game, win the games you need to win. Yeah. Well, I just think that this, I think Minnesota is going to throw everything at us. Mm -hmm. um, and for the game, I think it's going to come down to the passing game for both these football teams. Well, that's, ex that's it exactly. Kirk Cousins right now, he is second in passing yards, averaging 303.6 yards per game uh, and completing over 74% of his passes. The offense in general, right now, they are third in total offense. They are top 10 in yards per play. They are sixth in rushing. And of mm -hmm. course, Dalvin Cook did not play last week. Um, Alexander mm -hmm. Madison stepped up and he had a hundred yards with no, yeah, with I, no issue. I as I say, I know a lot about that Alexander guy. Yeah, yeah, he had he had no issue. Now, uh, I would say the Browns' offensive line is better than the Minnesota Vikings' uh, offensive line, but they are number eight in rush yards per attempt, seventh overall in passing. They have the best interception rate. Kirk Cousins have, has yet to throw an interception this season. Well, with, 
which that we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. They are sixth in sacks allowed um, only five sacks so far on Kirk cousins this season. The Browns yep. got nine last week against uh, the Chicago bears and rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, but they are 11th and third down conversion rate. And they average, uh, this is a big one. They average 32 minutes of possession per game. They're a lot like who we are. They've got a dominant run game. They've got a quarterback. They run the same system, right? Like Kevin Smith. Yeah, are, su- are we surprised? Are no, we surprised? they run the play action bootleg. Like that is who they are. They have that marriage between they the, are the NFC the version run. of the Cleveland Browns. They're the yes. NFC version of the Cleveland Browns as it currently stands. So they do what we do. We control the clock. We control the line of scrimmage. They've got a good, but not great offensive line. They've got a good, but not great defensive line. Their whole goal is to control the time of possession and control the time yeah. of, uh, uh, the line of scrimmage and they don't turn the ball over. Now, Kirk cousins, he will put the ball on the ground, but he's very good at recovering those. So we'll get into the keys to a victory here in a moment, but if we can cause Kirk cousins to turn the ball over, whether he puts it on the ground or throws an interception, uh, as long as the Browns are positive or neutral in the turnover battle, I do believe that they will be victorious because they have been so far this season and last. Yeah. Um, Vegas has the Browns by one and a half. This could turn into a slugfest. And I mean, not just for a half, but the entire football game. And it could come down to who has the ball last. Um, you know, what's interesting, we have to stop the run, right? I mean, that's, that's obviously we have to stop the run. Yeah. But I think this could come down to your point. We need to shut down their passing game. I think that's going to be, I think we need to rattle Kirk Cousins. I think we need to make him uncomfortable in his own house. I think we kind of have to go in with the same mentality we did going into Kansas City and really confuse them, make them feel uncomfortable, and kind of take it to them, right, from the very beginning, right? Come in like, we're going to, it's it's a fight, and we're here to take you out, take the crowd out of it, you're in a dome, right? We don't want false starts, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of, you have to come in with that same kind of tempo you have with the Chiefs. You're like, no, we're coming in, we're going to do our thing, and our defense is even better now than we were in week one, and we're just going to come after you. And Kirk Cousin, we're going to make you feel uncomfortable all afternoon. I completely agree. Kirk Cousins is playing very good football right now, Um, but that doesn't always seem to be a very consistent thing as the season goes on. So hopefully this game, uh, the Browns defense can step up in a big way. I do believe that this front seven is just flat out going to be after, be able to get after the quarterback. Um, However, Kirk Cousins gets rid of the ball very, very quickly. So I don't believe we're going to see another nine sack game from this defense. I, I don't think that at all. Um, I think this is going to be a big time game for the corners and safeties, that secondary to really showcase who they are. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets the ball out quick. They utilize the tight ends like we do. They've got two very, very good receivers. And I mean, if Dalvin Cook can play, that's watch out. He's top top three back in the league right now. Yeah. So let me throw this out. Yeah, Allie. I mean, we've seen everything from Joe Woods, right? I mean, we've seen all different kinds of what he kind of throws at opponents. I would not be opposed in this this particular game to bring more blitzes in. And to my point being, you know, get him out of his kind of comfort zone, right? Come out of it, make him throw it away, you know, it, you know, incomplete passes kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I, I, this is one of those games where if I'm Joe Woods, I'm kind of throwing some more blitz, more, more blitz. Where are you going to blitz from? I think the corners, I think you bring it. I think you bring Here's my pushback on that. I I agree that they need to get after the quarterback. I would think that it would either be 
you might have to do a safety blitz or a, a, a linebacker blitz because if you remove a corner from the field right now, that's taking away coverage from Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson who can and will burn you down the field. So I would rather, I don't know, I, you might see a couple safety blitzes, especially if all three are playing right now, Grant Delpit, uh, Ronnie Harrison, and JJ. Oh yeah, Curry. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's I mean, where you'll yeah. see that come from, but I agree that they are going to have to be more aggressive in this, in this package. And they are going to have to just try to get after the quarterback because that's right. He gets the ball out so quickly. It's a lot like Patrick Mahomes. Now he's not as elusive, of course, or talented as Patrick Mahomes, but right. they made Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. If you do that against Kirk Cousins in this offense, right. a, I don't think you have an issue. Right. And to your point, if you can bring those guys in and, and, and come after him, he's going to be like, ah, I got to get it away. Right. Like he's going to, like, he, you know, he, a guy like Kirk Cousins is not going to want to take a pounding. Right. He's not going to want to get sacked. You know, I mean, he's just going to throw it away. Of course. Um, I, I believe that in order to win this game, the defense has to play very well. I am not yes. afraid. I, I think the Browns will have no issue moving the ball up and down the field against the Vikings defense. I, I just, yeah, they've got some good players, but like, I'm not overly threatened by who they are. I think right. offensively, they're very good. They're very electric right now. They're playing lights yeah. out. The Browns defense has to show up. Um, this could be a shootout, but I think if the Browns defense plays anything like they did last week against the Chicago bears might be a, a relatively low scoring game for two prolific offenses, but uh, I think this could be a close one. Well, you know, I, I did some stat search on the Vikings before the show, and I think the Vikings are giving up like 140 some yards of rushing per game is what they're averaging, okay. and only like 190 yards passing. So if the Browns just do what the Browns do, that should be keys to a victory, right? Like you run the ball when when there's plays downfield that you can get a you know, an Odell Beckham open or somebody open down the field, you know, do your thing. Cause you will be able to pass on this based on they're giving up 180, 190 yards a game, right. Passing. And they're giving up 140, which would be just a very great day for someone like Nick Chubb. If he had 90 some yards and Kareem had 50. Right. So, I mean, I mean, something like that, if the Browns stick to what other opponents have been able to do to them, I think that would give them the victory because I just think they have to look and say, we are going to go take what the Minnesota Vikings will give us, right? We know that this is what they do, right? So I think if they stick to that game plan, I think they can be victorious. Yeah, uh, if you haven't already, why don't you head on out over to onlyandcleave.com, get your official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or t-shirt. For those of you that are on the stream, you can see that's got a, uh, Dustin's got a beautiful hat on his head right now. That's the official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat. Uh, use promo code WOOFWOOF at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Um, all right, Dustin, you know what time it is. Give me a bold prediction. Ooh, a bold prediction. I got a good bold prediction. And I know this is bold sacks for the cleveland browns in the game four that is bold four and i say that will be two from miles garrett that'll be one from Clowney and one from uh, some other player four that is bold that's bold i'm not sure that as we mentioned i'm just I, I would love to see it don't get me wrong i just this this is a team that just does not allow their quarterback to get hit that often um and you yeah. can attribute that to the, I mean, the intelligence but, of Kirk Cousins. He gets the ball out quickly and he throws it away if he has to. Yeah, but that defensive, their offensive line, to your point, isn't the greatest offensive line in the league. So it's I good. Think, they have a solid offensive line, but it's not Chicago Bears offensive line. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, but I, I, I think four, and I don't, and, and I'll be 
presently happy to send you a text to say one and two and three and four. But and me too, I, I would be happy to receive that. Don't <laughs> so, get me wrong. I would love to be wrong on this. But I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the, the defense is, you know, when they start humming, they start humming. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this could be part two this week, but just obviously not on that same grand scale because they're not going against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, mine. So last week we saw uh, the front seven just absolutely just dominating the game. Um, I think this game, we're going to see it more in the secondary. That back seven is going to be the, uh, the, the lockdown corners and safeties that we know that they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, I, my bold prediction here, and it's not overly bold, but I think that Kirk Cousins throws his first interception this game. Um, I think especially with Greedy stepping up into a role, he wants to prove who he is. He wants to prove his worth to this front office and this coaching staff. So I think this is going to be a big game for Greedy Williams. I'm going to go ahead and give him the interception. Um, I'll be specific. I think he, he gets an interception off of Adam Thielen. How about that? Wow. That's, that's very specific. Bold and specific. <laughs> Sounds like an, a soap opera. Bold and the beautiful, <laughs> the bold and the specific. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe hey, maybe we'll change that to a segment on the show every Wednesday. We'll do the bold and specific. The bold. Not only will you be bold, we have to be specific. Bold and specific. Well, what's the point of being bold? I mean, you were specific too. You give one to Miles, you give one to uh, Jadavion. I think you give one to or two to Miles, one to Jadavion, and one to somebody else. And one from another player. Yeah, yeah. That, that's specific. That's what we like. Um, all right, let's get into score predictions. This is brought to you by Gutter P. Uh, you can see that beautiful backdrop behind Dustin if you're watching the stream right now. Uh, or if you're just thinking, hey, I need to go out and get a, a game day tent to throw up in the muni lot or wherever you do your tailgating, check them out over at gutterp.com. They are state of the earth. Or you can rent them, by the way, guys. If you don't want to buy them, you can rent them. Also, for your companies or any other organization you need to use that for, um, they make custom things just like a lot of our other uh, sponsors do, but they make stuff custom to whatever you need. So it's pretty cool. All right, Dustin, shoot me with a score prediction. 31-18. Oh, okay. I'm, I, 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 I don't know why, but I just, two things came I'm to I'm assuming you're, you're giving the Browns the win on this one. Correct. Um, Allie, you may have done this in your life. It might be a shocker, but I dream about the Browns. Like sometimes I'm sleeping at night and oh, I have, yeah. Um, no, I, I, here's the thing. The reason I think I could get out of hand to your point is there, there's a turnover. The defense has their way, maybe even get a defensive touchdown. Uh, 30, you know what? I'll go 31, I'll go 38, 21. Okay. Sorry. I'll go 31, 21. I'm going to, the Browns won by 10. I'm going to go 31 20. That's my final answer. And the reason I go with this is because Kevin Stefanski pretty much knows the ins and outs of every single player on that football team, every single coach on that football team, and kind of, kind of the teacher versus the pupil thing here. That's why I think you could get that 10 point lead. Yeah. I, I, you're on to something here. Uh, I have it a little bit of a closer game. I'm going 24-17 Browns. We've got a lot of people in the comments right now saying that, hey, we think this game's going to come down to a field goal. I've seen that several times. Um, I hope that's <laughs> no, not the case. No, But, no. hey, I, you, I mean, it could happen. I mean, these are two very similar and very talented football teams. But um, I think our defense holds them to 17 points. Um, I saw another comment here saying that their bold prediction 
uh, from our good friend Jason is that it, they hold uh, the Browns defense holds them to under 100 yards rushing. Um, wow, so that, that is that would be. A by the way, Jason. Game. By the way, Jason sports the Here We Go Brownies hat like everywhere. By the way, so shout out to Jason. Appreciate he wears our Here We Go Brownies hat like everywhere. So shout out to him. Hey, Dustin, real quick, why don't you tell our listeners about Five Star Meats? Well, Five Star Meats, Ali, you talked about the mustard, you talked about the ketchup. Um, ain't no wiener like a five star wiener. So, um, so the guys at Five Star Meats, uh, Bob and his crew, obviously, they have the best meats in all of Cleveland. They've been around for decades. Uh, they have German sausages. They have the classic, uh, the classic beef hot dogs. They have it all. Um, but check them out online at Five Star Meats. Um, and more importantly, if you're putting all of that together and it's your game time situation, you better make sure you have your bread, your buns, all of that from our friends at Orlando Baking Company. Um, and don't forget to check out the Orlando Baking Company fantasy picks from Enzo every week because uh, he breaks down who you should sit or start for the NFL uh, games for the Browns on Sunday. Um, but just get your stuff together and support the Cleveland Browns and support the Cleveland businesses because that's what we're all about. I put out a tweet earlier and I'm going to highlight our friend Andrew right now. I put out a tweet earlier <laughs> that said, before I do anything, I ask myself, WWCD. And you're asking yourself, well, what does that stand for? It's what would Cher do? And if I were Cher right now, I would pick the Browns to win by two possessions. Well, that's, well, Cher doesn't, well. And, Cher, and Cher doesn't miss. Cher doesn't miss. Cher knows well, what you're talking about. Well, and Cher, Cher doesn't do anything small. So that's. No, a, Cher knows. Cher, Cher goes big or she goes home. Right. That's what she does. So yeah. what would Cher do? She would pick the Browns to win uh, by, by two touchdowns. You go, Cher. Not Allie Heisman. She's no. going, she's going. Well, I, I had to ask myself, what would Cher do? That's what she would do. So that's what I will yeah. also do. All right. Um, all right, Dustin, let's look at a couple other games uh, from around the league right now. Uh, some other matchups as we head into, what is this, week four already? Week four. Week four. Man, well, they, you know, Stefanski talks about it. This is the quarter, right? You want to finish out the quarter of the first first part of the, the season. This is quarter number four, and you want to for the win and, you know, be three and one. So. All right, hey, let's do rapid fire. I'm going to give you, yeah, I don't need your score prediction. Okay, I'm just going to give you some games. You tell me who wins. Okay. And I'll, I'll give you mine as well. I don't need scores. Yeah. Just Jags at Bengals. <laughs> Jags at Bengals. Jacksonville gets the first one. Ooh, that's spicy, Dustin. I'm telling that's like you. Our, that's like ghost pepper Cleveland ketchup, a little spicy. I'm telling you, I think Urban Meyer is pissed off. I think they're going to get the first win. It'll be a trap game for the Bengals. Could be. Win. That's that's the my that's my answer. Oh, I'm going Bengals here, but I I could see that I could see that Titans at Jets. Titans at Jets. Give me the Titans all day on this one. Uh, yeah, Titans win. Uh, Jets. Colts Colts at Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins football team. Lions at Bears. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> right, I will tell you, I'm taking the Lions on this one. They played a. They dominated the entire game against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, here, we don't even know who the field goal. 
well, according to Naga, we don't even know the hell the quarterback's going to exactly. be. Exactly. So give me the, give me the, excuse me, the Lions on this one. I, I say, I'll go the Lions too, because according to Naga, all three are in play. <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just a total crap shoot over there in Chicago right now. And I'm just thankful that we don't have to deal with that. Uh, Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Washington football team. Uh, the defense probably wins that game. I think uh, it's just, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, man. They're kind of so. Yeah, they're weird. I don't like them right now. I don't like them at all. Texans at Bills. Come on, Bills. Bills, Come on. What are we doing here? I mean, as much as, as much as I would love the Texans to win. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spend any time on this, but uh, there are some reports out of Jay Glazer right now, heating up that the Texans are uh, just completely lowering their walls and saying, Hey, we're open to trading Deshaun Watson. So Ooh. I don't know what, what all that's about, but we'll see that as that unfolds. Giants at Saints, Dustin, who you got? Saints. Saints, yeah. Yeah. Chiefs at Eagles. Eagles, well, Eagles just got their butt smacked. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. That was not good. Not uh, not Kellen Moore put on a clinic as the offense coordinator there. Man, you played But at the same time, Dak played a weird game. I won't say he played yeah. a bad game. He just played a weird game. It was just a, it was weird. I didn't, I didn't like watching that. I did like watching uh, Peyton and Eli though. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> didn't he flip off the camera? Yeah, he did that. That's, it was a good time. <laughs> uh, if you haven't checked that out, highly encourage you to do so. Cause it's, it's comical. Pure comedy. It's pure comedy. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, the Eagles are kind of, although, I mean, the Eagles are, you know, I'm going to go, no, 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 no. I'm going Eagles, going Eagles. And I'll tell you why the Eagles are, one of those weird teams. They're weird. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Eagles on this one. Okay, this is a this is an interesting one. Panthers at Cowboys. Ooh. So Panthers with like light out defense. Yeah, they're tough. Sam Darnold's playing good. Christian McCaffrey's what, out. Christian McCaffrey's gonna, out, but Chuba Hubbard's in. I like him. I'm gonna go Cowboys because I'm gonna, and this is even a little bolder prediction. I think the Cowboys are a playoff team. I think they're trending in the right direction so i think the cowboys win not saying it's gonna be a easy win for them but i think they squeak it out give me the give me the panthers on this one seahawks or seahawks 49ers is it, where's it at uh san francisco after seahawks got their butt whooped um i don't God, that's i don't a, like this game this is a, another weird one i'm like ugh. uh I, you know i'm gonna go I'm going to go Seahawks on this. I think I'm going to go Seahawks too. And I'll tell you why. Like, I can't figure out the Niners yet, right? I don't think they can figure out who they are either. (laughs) Right. So I'm going to go Seahawks. Um, They need to bounce back after a disastrous game um, for them last week. I'm going to go Seahawks. Here's a good one. Cardinals at Rams. This is going to be a fun game. That's going to be a good one to see. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Rams, and I'll tell you why. I think better defenses always rise to the top, and I think they might be able to keep uh, Murray in check, but I think he's ran in every one of the games. He's ran in for a touchdown all three games. Like, he's ran in for a touchdown. So that's going to be tough, but if it's at L.A., I'm going to go with the Rams. Again, I'm going to go with the Rams. Shootout, though. Again, probably a shootout. Both good teams. That's going to be a fun game. Ravens at Broncos. Well... Who do I think is going to win or who I want to win? I Well, here's the thing. It's never it's never easy to win in Denver, period. It's just a tough and place. Ravens are pretty suspect right now. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm going to go 
no, I know this is going to go against all things Browns, but I think the Ravens do win. And this is why Colin Cowherd had the Denver Broncos ranked at four. And he goes, yeah, I know it's way too high. And I'm like, yeah, it's way too high because the Broncos have beat the worst teams and all the teams they've beat are 0 and 9. So I think the Ravens go in there and win. So that I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, like, no, you're right. But there's a suspect right now. I'm going to go Broncos on this one. It's in Denver. Uh, you get that weird altitude. Hard to win there. I'm going to go Broncos. Uh, Steelers at Packers. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on. Give me an easy one. Uh, well, here's the thing. We can go into this right before, but uh, – Aaron Rodgers is a man of craziness of what he can do. So I'm going Packers, and I think Pittsburgh is in, is in the – Yeah, they're, the, they're right. not great. Give me Packers all day on this one. The good one, Bucks at Patriots. Tom Brady headed home or headed back, rather, to New England. Okay, I'm going to call it right now. Brady wins by 21 points. Ooh, I agree. He wins big. He wins he big. He wins big, and he says, I'm the reason you're good, Belichick. I'm back. Here we go. I'm going to walk out of here with a big victory. And they're going to open, they're going to welcome Gronk and Tom Brady back with open arms. They love them there. You know, it'll be a weird night. It'll be weird for the fans. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. I think, I mean, like, uh, truthfully, I mean, I mean, those guys have given him multiple Super Bowl titles. Like, uh, yeah, but they don't play for, for, uh, I mean, this is what happened when, when LeBron left. I know. Uh, we, I love him, but a lot of people don't. They'll cheer, they'll, they'll, they'll cheer for Tom Brady. I don't know. I think I don't. I don't know, Dustin. I think it's, I, you might hear some boos. Uh, but I give mean, me the Bucks big on this one. And last but not least, Raiders at Chargers. Ooh, that's a tough one. Give me the Chargers. Uh, give me the Chargers on that one. I'm gonna go Raiders. Yeah. I'm gonna go Raiders. I, I really think the Raiders. I, I'm not a fan of the Raiders, but they're doing some weird stuff right now that's working. They're in their they're playing some good football. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. We've got a couple different picks here. I like that. That's what makes the world go around, right? <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, check out our, our good friend, Katie Klonowski, out of Keller Williams in Northeast Ohio. If you are buying or selling a home and you need somebody to walk you through that process, it's Katie Klonowski. She's the best in the business. She's guiding light through the very stressful process of buying or selling your home. She can make all the difference. So head on over. Uh, you can head on over to herewegobrownies.com and check out our sponsor link. And you can see all yep. of our sponsors to take you directly to their page for you to order whatever you need or to get their contact information. So head on over there to get a hold of our good friend, Katie Klonowski. Dustin, am I missing anything? No. Hey, real quick, we've got another comment from our good friend, Michael. He says, hey, Allie, what would Cher do? You know what? <laughs> That's just the question. What would Cher do? And I'm, I'm not going to ever stop saying that now. What, what would Cher do? Cher would put some Cleveland ketchup garlic dill on her French fries right after the yeah. show. Well, what you know what's funny, Allie? I just realized... When it comes to my, like, I am WWDD. What would Dustin do? WWDD. Yeah, I could say WWAD, huh? but I don't care what would Allie do. I, I don't care what she's going to do. I care about what Cher's going to do because I love her. Um, <laughs> a stressful weekend for me ahead before we wrap up. I took Birdie, my seven-month-old golden retriever, to the vet yesterday just for a checkup. Um, and to get some information on getting her spayed. And I was really anticipating them to say, okay, we can get her in a couple of weeks. And they're like, oh, we'll get her on Friday. I'm like, like in two days, Friday. 
Be like, yeah, just bring her in on Friday. So uh, if you, whatever you do, if you think, you pray, you send good energy, whatever you do, I just ask for some thoughts for uh, my little puppy. She's the light of my life. She's going in. It's she'll the, do well. She'll, she'll do fine. well. She'll be fine. Yeah, but she's a puppy. She'll be great. Pray for me to have to deal with her dramatic ass after a couple of days of, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I posted a picture of her just completely dramatic on the vet floor. So or, you know, if she gets into some, you know, if she randomly gets into some brush and eats something she shouldn't, there's that. She too. does all the time. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's a heathen. Um, all right, Dustin, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We went a little bit over. We apologize. We just sometimes get a little carried away. We like to talk, <laughs> we like to talk football. Um, Dustin, any, any closing thoughts? Hang on. Jason just said Cher would get herself a five-star dot, 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 dot. Well, you're right, Jason, because there ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. And with that, we are going to wrap up. Jason, get out of here. Okay, guys, with that, stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah.